Good morning, good morning, and welcome to my last four cents with Miss D. It is 8.08. I still haven't gotten ready for it yet. I'm drinking my coffee, getting my life together. I'm going to be there. It may not be timely today, but I got some things on my mind. I went to sleep, woke up with this on my mind. Y'all know I've been in um, Tamiya with Hannah and Panina. And, you know, I've been talking about Hannah and all this and everything. So, I just want to talk about, and this is something that came to my mind because, um... I would just think about growing up and fussing over boyfriends and, you know, girls over here, women, girls, young ladies, however you want to, um, whatever adjective you want to give them, um, argue and fuss over men, black men, any man. We know there is a shortage of our black men. And at the rate they're going, they dying in the street, they incarcerated, they non-binary, they bisexual. There is a lot of adjectives and a lot of descriptors we can give to our men and young women. But I was thinking, I said, now, Hannah was in competition with Panana. And we focus on that. And I know she birthed a great prophet. But check this out. Panana was jealous of Hannah, too. She was jealous of the love Hannah got. And Hannah was jealous of the children. And every child... This came to my spirit. Think about it to my mind. Every child at Panana birth represented something. Just like Leah, if you go back and look at her and Rebecca. Every child represented a part of Panana that she was missing in herself. Rejection, abandonment, validation. She needed to be confirmed reaffirmed i i can go on and on and on comparison not enough settling lord i i could go on and on and on and any person man or female can put themselves in this box and they can check the categories there because yesterday i was thinking about just being validated by somebody people can give you stuff we can give our children stuff we can give our mates stuff we can give them tangible things to make them feel good for a moment but that inward validation means so much and i could just say for myself you know growing up i could look at my mom's face and i at some at them times like that validation wasn't there. I saw disgust. I saw judgment. I saw not enough. I've heard some of those things. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, my parent was a bad parent or whatever. Because, you know, people cannot give you what they don't have. And, like, I, I just go back and say that, you know, her husband, this husband, this man could not give either one of these women what they truly wanted. 
no person can fill in those gaps of rejection. You know, when I sometimes when I, I talk to my therapist and stuff, she bring back to my mind that I compare all men to my natural father instead of reverting back and seeing what my spiritual father has done, what my godly father has given me, you know, and that understanding the authority and the power that I walk in as a woman of God. You know, I revert back and go back to those things that do not validate who I am. When I see certain facial expressions on people, I take it personal because it takes me back to that little girl standing in front of my mama and looking at her face and seeing that judgment of, why did you do this? And knew probably 95 to 100% of the time, I may have been wrong about some things that I've done. However, she did not have the words or the capability to explain to me in a verbal sense that this should not have been done this way. And if you do this this way, then these are the outcomes. I probably got a whipping. I probably got cussed out. I probably like different things to get chastised. But what I needed was a word behind it. You, you, I understand the consequence of, but nobody gave, you get a consequence, but the love. God said, I chase him who I love. So he, he gives us the chastisement, but then he fills us with his love. And see, in a natural parent who does not have the capability to do that, we just get the consequence without the validation part of the reasoning why I did this. I did this because I loved you, because I don't want you to go the wrong way. But in, in leaving the love part out, we get abandonment. We get rejection. We get all of those things that don't fill the void. And I am so guilty of it. I'm so guilty of doing the same things to my kids, um, always in survival mode, living off raw negative emotion. Just in these last couple of years, I have really found out who I am as a person. And Lord, the relationship that me and my children have has gotten sweeter, you know, because now I know the voice there. And now I'm trying to plug in the holes with the grace that God has given me to say, hey, I was wrong about some stuff. I let my fight over things because the man represents a thing. A, a thing that cannot feel or fulfill my destiny. That's why God said you need a helpmate. You need somebody that's matching. They're equally yoked. Sometimes we're going to just be alone. Sometimes we make bad choices. You know, and we settle for what we can get our hands on. I know my grandma told me one time, and this is not, this is just so coming to my mind right now. Just sitting here, she said, a half a man is better than no man at all. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. I beg to differ, and I want everybody to hear this. A half a woman, a half a man. I don't want no half nothing. I don't want a half shoe. I don't want a half coat. I don't want a half of nothing. If you cannot come to me wholeheartedly with your full set and my full set and we make it a bigger set, I'll pass you by. I wish I had learned that at least 10 years ago. I wish I had learned that. 
But that's not true. See, I, we we not splitting hairs no more. Like I tell you, my last four cents 